Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes or so long, but each day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, the scriptures tell us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But being in God's Word every day helps keep us focused on our relationship with God as well and upon our spiritual life. We encourage you to help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally, literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God. You may help help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing, both for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study asking the question, do you need a second chance? And then also emphasizing God is the God of second chances and how thankful we ought to be that he is just that, the God of second chances. Well, we've talked about and we've focused upon the account of the prodigal son, the parable that Jesus told during his public ministry upon this earth, talking about a young man who in his probably, we could understand, impetuous, less than completely mature youth, went to his father while his father was still alive and asked for his inheritance early. His father complied. He gave his son his inheritance. And then the text tells us in Luke chapter 15 that shortly after that, he gathered all that he had and went off, left home, went into a far country. Again, (laughs) an earmark of impetuous youthfulness. Get away from home. Get out on my own. Let me do my own thing. Be my own master. Well, it tells us that he spent all of his money, everything he had in prodigal living. That's why he's called the prodigal son. Prodigal just simply means wasteful. So he wasted all of his inheritance. The indication seems to be quickly he was all gone, and he was destitute, and he was hungry, and he finally was allowed by a farmer who raised pigs in that land to feed his pigs for him. But that did not seem to take care of the problem. The destitution that he was facing, the hunger, he looked at the pig food that he was feeding the pigs, and he thought, that sure does look good. At least it's food. Now, again, to a Jewish person, and this young man was undoubtedly raised in a Jewish home, Pigs were unclean animals. The Jewish people could not eat the pork from the pigs because that was considered unclean. And yet the pig food looked good to him. He started out in a home that was probably earmarked by wealth, and he ended up in the pig pen. Well, but he came to himself, the text tells us, and he was ready to repent. He went back to his father's home. He was told his father, I've sinned, between, I've sinned before heaven and, and, and before you, and I don't deserve to be your son anymore. Would you just make me one of your servants? Because he realized that even his father's servants had it a lot better than he had. But we talked about how the father was waiting, obviously, for his son to come back home. And when he saw his son coming down the road, he ran to meet him. 
He fell upon his neck, the idea being he hugged him, he kissed him. He told his servant, bring a robe and put it on him, put sandals on his feet, put a ring on his finger, kill the fatted calf, and let's make merry, let's have a feast because my son was dead and now he's alive. Physically dead? No. But dead to his father in that he was gone? Maybe his father didn't even know where he was and he had wasted everything. He was probably in a state of affairs physically in that far-off land, destitute, hungry, malnourished, that if he had stayed there, he might well have died before too long. But his father was so thankful that he came to repentance, and his father ran to meet him. And all of this is a portrayal of ourselves in relationship to God when we need a second chance. The father and that prodigal and, and uh, that prodigal son gave him the second chance, lovingly embraced him, graciously, and forgiving him. That father is meant to portray God in his relationship with us when we need to come back to him in repentance, when we need a second chance. God is there waiting for us, waiting for us with open arms, and he'll even come to meet us more than halfway. He sent his son to the cross to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins that we could have a second chance. Think about how God stays there for us. And when we do come to him, how he stays with us, even when we keep making mistakes, but keep coming back to him in repentance. He's, he's there. He's there to stay with us, to take care of us to keep giving us a second chance. He made a deceiver named Jacob the cornerstone of a holy nation, the nation of Israel. Jacob was the father of the 12 sons who became the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. But Jacob was far from the admirable man forefather of that nation that we would have liked to have thought of him as being, he certainly, he certainly made mistakes along the way. God turned an elderly 80-year-old murderer named Moses who killed an Egyptian and then ran into one of the greatest leaders that the world literally has ever known to this day, Exodus chapter 2 through Exodus chapter 14. He used, God used a, a murdering adulterer named David to write songs in scripture that would strengthen and encourage people for thousands of years to come. Second Samuel 11 and 12 in Psalm 23, he took a self-pitying, despairing prophet named Elijah and salvaged him for great works of service, 1 Kings 19. He made a hate-filled prophet named Jonah a successful missionary to, at that time, the world's greatest city, Jonah. Read the book of Jonah. He took a woman who had been divorced five times and was living with another man outside of marriage and used her to bring a city to the Savior's feet, John 4, 15 through 30. He honored a tax collector 
and tax collectors were basically hated in the Jewish community of that day, named Zacchaeus, with, he honored him with an in-home visit and a place in the book of God read by all generations to come, Luke 19, verses 5 through 10. He took another tax collector and made him one of his apostles, Matthew. He tapped an arrogant fisherman named Peter, <laughs> and an impetuous man for sure, who actually ended up cursing and denying him on the night that he needed him most. But he repented too and came back to him for a second chance. He told him that he would bear the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he became the keynote speaker in Acts chapter 2 on the day the church came into existence, calling the Jewish people to come to God for a second chance. God commissioned a disappointing young man named John Mark who left Paul on a missionary journey. God stayed with Mark, gave him a second chance, used him to write one of the four gospel accounts of his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God gave a man named Paul, one who was exceedingly enraged against Christ and against Christians, against the church that Jesus came to establish upon this earth, a man who hunted down Christians, put them in bonds, brought them back to stand trial for their faith, and even voted against their execution in some cases. God used Saul, who became Paul, to become a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ, a dedicated, exemplary Christian, and a powerful, effective gospel preacher. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. A man who had called himself the worst of sinners. But God forgave him and gave him a second chance. All of God's success stories are not told in Scripture. There are countless people throughout the ages who are part of God's success stories. He could tell account after account after account after account of how he gave this man a second chance because he came to him in repentance. How he stayed with a particular lady who was stumbling all over the place, but he knew what she could become and he gave her a second chance. How some of the worst of the worst who have ever lived came to their senses and repented and God forgave them and gave them a second chance. There will be success stories this very day in God's account. There will be success stories multiplied this very week of God giving people second chances. You could be one of those. Do you need a second chance? Do you need to come to God in repentance? Do you need God's help, his strength, his guidance, his wisdom to see you through 
the rest of your life so that you can walk that heavenly walk and be with him in heaven, his home for all of eternity. We'd like to help you come to him in repentance, seeking that second chance. God's waiting for you with open arms. He sees you right now. He's willing to forgive you of all, to give you that second chance. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and contact us that way or phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We'd love to help you. We'd love to study with you, talk with you, pray with you, give you a free Bible study through the mail, however we can help you get to that second chance with God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are the God of second chances. Thank you for being so willing to forgive, so willing to take us back, to help us along the way, to straighten out our pathway through life. So merciful, so gracious, so forgiving. Help us to humble ourselves and soften our hearts to come to you, Father, for that second chance that we so desperately need. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.